0: A farm in Skagit County accused of irrigating crops illegally it's the words from the Washington State Department of Ecology but hold on here we're hearing there's a lot more to this story and it's not nearly as clear-cut As the Department of Ecology would have you believe in their public statements about this quarter over a quarter million dollar fine for Skagit Valley Farms, a big vegetable grower in the Skagit Valley. Welcome to the farming show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Good Saturday morning to you. And there is more to this story. As we've been reading in the Capitol Press, reporter Don Jenkins joins us on the program this morning. So Don, Don this started with this announcement from the, the state, the State Department of Ecology, that they were fining Skagit Valley Farms for illegally irrigating 348 acres last summer. But let's, you know, before we even talk about what their specific accusations were, Let's roll back chronologically here. What do we know about how this case started? You kind of laid out more a, a, a fuller story in your reporting than what we had initially heard.
1: Well, I, I do think there is a lot to it, um, as any water case would be involving uh, that many acres. Yeah. But um, Eco- ecology um, says in its in its documents that um, it received a complaint about piece of ground being uh prepared for irrigation and the the water master drove by and
0: saw evidence that that was happening now the water and master that, is just what an ecology yeah. employee in that area that's right I forget what
1: that's right okay it's an eco- ecology em- employee that is probably a pretty hard job being a water master yeah but, for um, sure and uh, so she drove by and um suspicions aroused and an investigation followed
0: because what and, what did they say they saw they gotten a complaint that there was you know what unlawful water use or irrigation and what, what does the what did well they saw they
1: saw they saw center pivots for one thing mm-hmm. which, which is, you know sign of irrigating right and um and then drove to another location and and saw a and I saw a truck with uh, with the logo with the farm uh, on, on it, and um, a person appearing to uh, hook up a pump that could be uh, drawn from water from a slough. Right. Um, none of that. You know, what? how important that will all be eventually, whether that will hold up under um, cross-examining by lawyers if it gets to that point. Right we will see.
0: Well, and, th- and that's interesting because, I mean, th- that's kind of what we're working with here. You would think, well, that just would give you a little bit idea, of an idea what's going on, and then you would need a lot more information to really know, like, uh, uh, where is the water for the sender pivot coming from? What's the status of all of this? Um, how, how much was actually being used? Um, and it sounds to me like, they don't necessarily have a lot of that information. They've just simply, you know, in the months that ensued, made some assumptions um, on some kind of back of the napkin guesstimate numbers. Uh, what may have been you know, going on there as far as water use? Well,
1: the uh, the department didn't get to the point of, of uh, documenting how much water was um, used, and I'll say allegedly legal because the farm will the farmer will appeal. Yeah. And will presumably be able to get a, a full fuller airing of this in front of the pollution control hearings air, board, but the department didn't quantify um, the the water loss. Of course, any any um, illegally illegal irrigation, no matter what the volume of uh, water would be, would be illegal. And um, they also didn't quantify or didn't identify the source. Now, um, the farm tells me that it was was groundwater. Um, of course, the ecology's position is groundwater, surface water. It's all connected. It's all all the same water.
0: Which, I mean, the, the science will show you, yeah, there is, uh, in, so, in many cases, some kind of connection, but there's certainly not a one-to-one connection um, to stream levels from groundwater withdrawals in place in time. I think anyone... Um, who understands the basics there would have to admit that. And that was going to be a question. And again, we're talking with Don Jenkins with Capital Press, who's been reporting on this situation, this over quarter million dollar fine uh, levied by the State Department of Ecology against Skagit Valley Farms. Um, they, you know, Ecology, the state is saying that, that, that Skagit Valley Farms was illegally watering 350 acres, essentially 348 acres. And that was going to be a question um, I had for you, Don, is if if we knew, was this about groundwater or stream withdrawal? because there were some pretty strong statements that ecology made. Um, suggesting almost uh, it seemed to infer that this farm was deliberately, you know, trying to profit while knowingly harming salmon uh, via, you know, lower stream levels or something along those lines, which I mean, that's a whole can of worms even to get into any of that. But certainly it would change the nature of those accusations and of this whole situation if this is about groundwater or a surface water withdrawal, you know, pumping out of a stream or or a, a pond or a lake
1: well you know when they uh, ecology talked about uh, drought and um, heat waves and um, potential environmental damage that's and um, in the, in the farm not very not pleased about that because mm-hmm. you know that's a hit on the farm's reputation and it was a little it's a little bit beside the it's a little bit beside the point because mm-hmm. in, whether it's a real dry year or a real wet year, um, illegal irrigating is illegal irrigating.
0: Right, right.
1: So um, it's, you know, it's, I guess you people, how they can do different ways of how you want to.
0: Well, and perhaps, it, and this is just conjecture on my part, but perhaps ecology feels a certain level of pressure to justify these kinds of actions when, you know, other high profile cases where they've done water rights enforcement. Um, I'm thinking of like busy farms down in Southwest Washington, and and the press that that case got felt, you know, it felt a little arbitrary. It felt unfair, I think, to a lot of people. Um, they may be in a position where they want to highlight, and this is in some ways on a lot of this giving them the benefit of the doubt in a certain way uh, that they want to highlight. You know, why they they say this kind of enforcement is is necessary. And I'm granting them that, but I still have some very serious questions in my mind. And again, this is my opinion um, based on some of the reporting that you've done and some of the other things I know about, you know, the context and history here about even how the, the process was followed. Um, I guess before we talk about the timeline here, which which I think is raises some serious questions uh, to the point of the quantity of water used, which you... You rightly point out, you know, if it's a water rights case, in a lot of ways that's neither here or or there because, you know, illegal water use is illegal water use, whether it's, you know, 100 gallons or a million gallons, um, it still falls into the same category. And like you said, if it's a wet year or dry year, it doesn't, it's like, oh, hey, we got a lot of rain this year so you can irrigate illegally. That's not how water law works. But at the same time, there is a significance, I think, to the estimate and I think largely exaggerated estimate that Ecology came up with with the, the water they claim was used illegally here in that that determines the fine, right? It, it, that is related to the size of this fine, which is, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but it's very, very high as compared to other things like this that we've seen of late from the state.
1: Well, Ecology... Um... Has a lot of discretion when it comes to imposing fines, and so it's. Um, I I don't. Sometimes I, I don't find. You know, it's, there's just a lot of discretion. Right. And there's a lot of judgment, and in this case, it was not based on the amount of water allegedly used illegally. Okay. Because ecology doesn't know that. Right. So what it what it did is it looked. It estimated. Well, we kind of we kind of figure. Um, that the illegal irrigating went on for a total of 150 days, and that's divided 150 days spread out over um, eight different sites. And so they said, you know, on the large sites will will we'll impose a fine of four thousand dollars a day. On the small sites, will impose a fine of thousand dollars a day. Mm. So those are those are kind of round numbers. And it, it probably gives you a little bit of an idea that in calculating these penalties, as I say, the department has a, has a lot of discretion. And they show their math, and it comes up to two hundred sixty seven hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, Again, my perspective,
0: been, I would have to talk with somebody down there in Skagit to get a better idea. Uh, but my my farming background says irrigating every single day for hundred and fifty days in Northwest Washington—that to well, me—that's hard to believe.
1: It would be, and I'll I'll try to do a a better job of explaining it. So you have one site, and they calculate, well, uh, irrigating went there for twenty-five days, and then another site twenty-six days, whatever whatever was say, and so it added up. added up. So no, yeah, that one hundred fifty days in Skagit County or Whatcom County. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be a lot of, a lot of area. you probably really soak the ground in the spring.
0: That's what they do in eastern Washington. Again, the headline East that we we're talking about right now on the farming show is uh, Skagit Valley Farms uh, fined over a quarter million dollars by the state, state Department of Ecology. The state alleges they were illegally watering. Um, the farm says they were blindsided by this fine. They said that they had been working with... Uh, the Department of Ecology, for months prior to this, uh, as you have reported, Don, and we're talking with Don Jenkins, reporter at Capital Press, who's done some good coverage on what ecology is saying and what the farm is saying as well to to show that there's more than one side of the story, uh, just to put it that way. Don, I think what raises some big questions on my part uh, was some of the reporting that you did about the timeline here? I mean, we first started talking about this. It started with a complaint, and then, you know, a drive-by uh, thing by the water master there in Skagit. The the ecology, you know, person on the ground to kind of check it out. And while well, they saw irrigation equipment and whatnot, um, that was in April of last year, right?
1: That's what that's what ecology says.
0: Yes. So if that was in April, when did they tell the farm about it? In in my FOD, if, you know, as a as college, you said they're concerned about stream levels and ultimately impacts to the environment, to salmon in particular, you would want to do something about that, or if that was truly a, a harm, a direct harm, you would want to stop that ASAP in April before things get dry in the summertime and, and this becomes a real problem. But w- when did they finally reach out to the farm? It wasn't for some time, correct?
1: Well, both the farm and ecology agree that the farm learned about, uh, ecology investigation on July 14th, uh, first a phone call and also the same day, a lengthy letter. So, you know, could, could some of these issues have been worked out earlier and more informally? Um, that's one thought. Ecology's, ecology's thought on that is that it wanted to, um, Compile this information and present it all written down um, to give the farm a, a, a clear and precise, uh, clear and precise information.
0: And I understand their the need. Databases. Yeah, I, I understand their need to be accurate um, because they have a certain legal liability in that as well. But at the same time, if this is really about doing the right thing, protecting the environment and salmon. Um, protecting the law as far as it pertains to water rights and making sure the law is being followed. I don't understand why you would wait that long. And, and But I don't know, Donnie, you've covered these kinds of things before, these kinds of fines and, and water rights cases, is this typical for the state to wait months before notifying someone they're investigating that there's a problem the farm says they didn't realize that there was a problem again that's their position on it well if they didn't realize there was a problem could this uh, hypothetically have been dealt with in april or may and and not have resulted in such a a large issue well uh
1: I don't know what would have happened if, um, in April or May, if the water master had gone to talk to somebody in the farm and say, Hey, what's, what's going on here? Um, and that's happened in, that's happened in the past. Um, so.
0: You mean it's happened that they have given the courtesy of, Hey, we're, we think there's a problem here.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I I think I'd have to go back and, and, and look, but I, I think there've been, I've covered stories where the first contact was more informal. Yeah than than a, than a long letter um and like they say we i don't I, you know who knows how that would have yeah, every case is different out. too yeah you might have you might what you know might have arrived at the same at the same destination at the end
0: yeah true so the, the timeline from there they saw it in april then they took a few months you know, th- this is, again, my opinion, my perspective on it. It feels like they were trying to build their case, uh, which in my mind, it shouldn't be about a case. It should be about protecting water and water rights and fish. So let's deal with it right away rather than building a case. But whatever the case, they let the farm know in July. What did they send them? Basically, a cease and desist? Or it's if I recall, you reported some rather pointed things uh, in that letter that they gave them in July.
1: Well, well um it was it was a lo- it was a long letter, and it um, and you know a lot of the, uh, ecology's investigation was trying to catalog all the different uh, pieces of property that this farm operates. Yeah, because it's 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 quite a quite a number of acres. Yeah, um, and but, it's owned in lease land, so there's a lot of different yeah. owners, and um, so a lot of ecology's effort was trying to piece together land records
0: well and it shows if if the department of ecology themselves and again this is just my take on it if they have difficulty figuring out what parcel is what what water rights exist etc it shows just how difficult this all is for landowners for farmers who have multiple pieces of land like you say with multiple you know owners um this is common now with the consolidation that's happened in farming um, from where a lot of this was 20 30 40 years ago um it's a huge challenge. and And this is why we do need answers. And, and you know when when we talk about these issues and and my perspective showing frustration oftentimes with how the state is approaching it, it's certainly not that the farming community doesn't also want some clarity here in how water is managed and what water rights are. It's a mess, and it's very hard to even know. are you completely complying with the law? or not. So I, you know, I, I see, well, that would have been tough for ecology. Well, that's tough for the, the farmer to figure out too. I mean, if they had a hard time figuring out whether it was legal or not, or what was going on there, how's the farm to know?
1: Well, my understanding is water costs, very complicated. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, and I think a lot of the, um, the things you're asking and the points that you're making, if, if there is ever a um, sort of trial, front of the pollution control hearings board those are probably a lot of the questions yeah. that e- ecology will be asked about about um when the investigation started um how it conducted the investigation why didn't it um intervene sooner if it was concerned about ongoing yeah um, irrigation during the drought heat wave and um We'll see what they, what they have to say.
0: Well, um, what's your understanding of what happened after that July letter? Did the farm just continue irrigating? And apparently there were conversations happening, as, as at least the farm says, behind the scenes, conversations between the farm and ecology And by the way, I I don't think we've mentioned at this point, we're just about out of time, but we're talking about Skagit Valley Farms and this over three quarters of a million dollar fine from the State Department of Ecology who alleges they were watering illegally on 348 of their... 3,100 some acres that they grow largely, you know, vegetables on of all different kinds, but a lot of Brussels sprouts, a lot of potatoes down there in, in Skagit. Do, do we know what was happening behind the scenes between last July when they first notified the farm with this pointed letter? And then when the farm says they were blindsided with this fine just days ago?
1: Well, uh, there's, there's kind of a basic, I, I think there's a, a basic disagreement, um, or a di- different viewpoint between ecology and the farm, what happened after July 14th. Mm. Because ecology um, essentially says the farm was slow to respond. And the farm says that's not, that's not true at all. Mm. That it um, immediately hired a water rights lawyer with expert, expertise in the field and a hydrogeologist to try to sort things out. Ecology continued to look around and see things that it didn't like hmm. like sprinklers and wet ground uh, and so and that and went on until august but i i suspect that once all the records are um gathered up if they're all gathered up and presented to the pollution control hearings board and who knows after the pollution control hearings board it could go into superior court yeah um there will be voluminous records mm-hmm. and voluminous exchanges between the farm and ecology yeah it, it, so, it'll but be, they, go ahead yeah. no i'm saying no but there is there is a fund there is a fundamental uh there is a fundamental point here uh about how quick the the farm responded because ecology portrays the farm as it was like i say being slow to respond yeah. And the farm says,
0: that's yes, just not true. Well, well it, it, this highlights the challenges with water. It highlights the pressures from uh, state enforcement. It, it shows just how uncertain uh, the farming community is and why the, the farming community feels so uncertain about their future water access when things like this that aren't very clear happen. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this case plays out. I thank you for your good reporting on it, uh, fairly representing both sides of this story. Don Jenkins. Uh, with the Capitol Press with us this morning on The Farming Show. Thank you so much for for doing that and, and for chatting with us about it this morning.
1: All right. Thank you, Dylan.